0: Welcome to the Kick-Ass Life Podcast. My name is L Russ. Join me and my co-host, Tara Garrison, every week as we tackle topics related to mindset and empowerment so you can create a happier, more abundant, and fun kick-ass life. Video episodes are available on youtube.com forward slash Podcast. To learn more about us, visit our websites, coachterragarrison.com and lruss.com. Hey everyone, we're gonna take a quick minute to talk about our sponsors, who we love, and we are only partnering up with companies that we truly believe in, one of which is Primal Kitchen. Primalkitchen.com, soy-free, grain-free, canola-oil-free, lots of healthy condiments and dressings. These are the things that really make food good, right? It's the oils, the dressings, the toppings, but most of them in the store are filled with horribly offensive ingredients and uh, toxic oil. So go to Primalkitchen.com, everything from incredible mayo, Dressings and marinades, protein bars, collagen, drink mixes, and etc. cetera. And uh, use Kick Ass Life for 10% off as your code.
1: Hey, everyone, want to tell you about our sponsor, Rep Provisions. Rep Provisions is a regenerative agriculture company that provides meat that is grass fed, pasture raised, and actually raised in a regenerative agriculture approach, which means that they're actually moving the cattle along, just like predators would have in the past, to help them manure and grow the grasslands and then allow that time to grow back again before they move the cattle back, which is really cool, you guys, because this is what's happening to the planet. This is why cattle raising is getting such a bad name is because they're not raising them the way that rep is, right? So when they do that, it allows us to actually save the planet. So when you, when you support companies like rep provisions that are doing regenerative agriculture, you're actually helping support the future of the planet. It's really important. So, um, not only is it really cool to do stuff like that, but their meat tastes far superior to any beef I've ever had and they're giving you guys 10% off if you use coupon code KICKASSLIFE. So head over to repprovisions.com and enter KICKASSLIFE uh, at, at checkout for 10% off. Hey, guys. Okay, so today we're going to talk about getting out of a rut, getting out of emotional ruts, getting out, I feel like this is something that everybody's coming at me with right now with, I think coronavirus honestly kickstarted it for a lot of people because there was a lot of change that happened. And so a lot of times when we get into these ruts, what I feel like is it's like, you're kind of lost in confusion or you there's a lot of change happening and you're not sure what to do and so i've just had so many people say like i just don't have any motivation right now i just feel kind of bummed out like i don't even care enough to try to make things better like i'm just down like i'm not doing great right now i'm not in a good way i have like no fire i've lost it and so i thought we would dig into that today and find out like first of all like what is it that causes us to get into these ruts and then how we can pull our way out of it. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to start L by talking. I wanted to talk about the six human needs that Tony Robbins talks about. If you don't mind. Yeah. Jump in there. Okay. So if you guys haven't heard this, probably a lot of you have, but if you haven't let here's a review either way. So the six human needs that Tony Robbins says we have is number one is certainty. Okay. Certainty. This is honestly why I feel like we get in ruts. Um, because we, we have a lack of certainty. We don't know what to do. We don't even know where to start or where to go. And so in order to avoid that feeling of, you know, I don't know what to do, we just don't do anything. We just avoid it. We just run, right? Um, and I think I see this a lot sometimes. if you Have you ever been in, like, a really stressful way and you just want to, like, fly to Tahiti Like you're going through like like a thousand times in my life. Yeah, for sure. Right, right, right. That's how you know for sure that you are literally in fight or flight mode because you want to escape. You want to flight your way out of it. You literally want to get on an airplane and take a flight and run away from your problems instead of facing the change that is now in front of you because you have this lack of certainty and it feels overwhelming. and You don't even know where to start. So I really think that this is a major contributor to being in a rut with anything whether it's your yep. body, like your fitness routine or like you don't know really it's like I don't know what to do so I'm just going to not do anything. I'm just going to avoid it completely. Um or maybe it's your business. You're feeling like a rut in your business and you don't know what to do. There is nothing that leads to inaction more than not knowing what to do, right? So how do we get out of that? Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But first I want to finish this list. The next one that he says that we need is actually uncertainty and what he means by that is variety like so we need some variety we need change we get really bummed out if it's just the same thing day in and day out that's why that movie groundhog day is like ah it's like he's living hell it's a living hell to not have any variety in your life so we need some little sparks some little change something to get our hearts going like ooh yes now i'm moving again right the next is significance okay and as i go through this list i'm going to ask you as you're listening like which one of these are sticking out at you? Okay. Which one sticks out at you as like, yeah, I'm not feeling very significant right now. I'm not feeling needed. I'm not feeling like I'm contributing to the world. I feel like a nobody. I feel like I'm just like, pff, if I just disappeared off the face of the earth, nobody would even notice. Like if you're feeling like that, you're going to feel down. You're going to feel like an emotional rut. So we're talking about it in a minute, but how do you get out of that? Right. The next is connection and love. That's a basic human need. So hello, wow, what did we all just lose a whole bunch of connection? You know, I'm seeing on friends' Instagram stories, they've got like, they're in a cab or an Uber and there's plexiglass in between you and the driver or like freaking plastic sheets dividing it or you go to the every store and there's plexiglass now. That's a visual representation of what we're all experiencing as a huge lack of human connection. Um, next is growth. Okay, we have no growth. You're gonna feel like crap right? You're just like, that is rut 101. (laughs) I just achieved all the goals (laughs) goals that I ever had. And now what? I got nothing. So that's on us by the way, to change that. Um, and the last one is contribution. So if you don't feel like you're contributing anything to the world, you're going to feel like you're in a rut. You're going to feel emotionally down. So I'm asking you right now from certainty, variety, significance, connection, growth, and contribution. Which one of those do you feel like is missing in your life? Right. And let's start with one and start tackling about it. Tackling that. Um, And my question for you is, okay, let's say you just had a breakup. Maybe you just got divorced. Maybe you just lost what feels like the love of your life. Like you're going to feel down. That's okay. Feel your feelings. But what are you going to do about it now? You know, what are you going to do about it? Are just going to stay feeling sorry for yourself and sad and lonely and down Or are you going to start to act and what are you going to do about it? Cause I'm telling you, we're going to talk some ideas today, but your inner self, your higher self is telling you what to do about it. It's telling you what you need. And the question is, are you listening and are you acting on it? Elle, how about you? Like where, when we started talking about this, this topic of emotional ruts, like where did your mind go? What's, what's your experience with this right now in the world?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people are in it. And I think a couple things. First of all, like there's a difference between depression, chronic depression and being in a rut. So hey, like if you've been really sad for a long time, now listen, this rut's kind of lasted a little bit longer than most ruts probably because of the pandemic. So okay, but Mm -hmm. I think we all know the difference. And if you're out there and you're really feeling sad, and it's a prolonged period of time, hey, you got to get some help. And even if you're not, and you're in a, a rut, that's prolonged. Look, I mean, obviously, Tara and I would Absolutely suggest coaching, talking to somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like getting outside yourself. Um just cutting to the contribution part really quick at the end there. That's one of the things that can help you get out of a rut is helping others, being outside of yourself. But one yep. of the things I think it's really interesting, and like all of the classic things we'd probably suggest like, okay, what are the toxic people, things, shows, movies, news, articles that you're okay, so I gotta get rid of that, right? Um but sometimes you have to force action that will lead mm-hmm. to inspired action for example mm-hmm. even just the uh so in recent weeks california has had like horrible heat wave we're talking like 114 degrees we're all trapped inside wow. windows closed you know i mean it's like it's it was pretty brutal and yeah. so you wake up and it's like 95 degrees at 8 in the morning you're like oh shit, i can't even go for a walk or you know and a lot of us aren't going to gyms so i was kind of getting into a little bit of a frustrating rut yeah. and right. in that scenario i was like okay here's the deal if I were tra- if I had a plane flight to Hawaii, if I was Tahiti or whatever, I wouldn't care if I had to get up at four in the morning to get ready to go to that airport, right? So in this heat wave, I was like, the only way I'm going to be able to get outside and do something is if I wake up at like five in the morning and suffer, like I don't want to do that. I do not want to go walking at 7 a.m. I don't. I hated every second of having to set that alarm for that time to have the coffee, have my morning, do the business and so that I could get out, but I forced it. Because mm-hmm. that led to, again, what I knew was going to be a better outcome in my mood for that day, uh, mm-hmm. getting out of the trapped inside situation, which is just, you know, a lot of sitting, a lot of you can only pay so much around your, around your place. You just need to kind of get out with fresh air. And there was no way to do that in 114 degree weather. You know, people are like dying on hiking trails here. So sometimes you have to kind of force it. And mm-hmm. so that might even mean like people like, oh, well, just think happy thoughts. It's like you might have to like, force yourself to wake up and go I am turning on an interview with the positive mindset person I am I am gonna force myself to watch this like Sometimes it takes that. Just like sometimes it yep. takes willpower to go. Do not go buy the donuts. You know. Now after yep. a while you get used to it. It's not really a willpower yep. thing. You just naturally don't want to do it. But you have to sometimes ignite when you're down the spiral. You gotta like force yourself to do something to get out of it. And so what if that's calling a coach and talking about your recent breakup and you need to process it, or whether it's literally you're just in a funk. The other thing I was thinking is too is this rut. What is it teaching you about yourself? For example, like I used to know someone that literally got all of their sort of entertainment from just like they're constantly out of bars you know talking to people and so this like if you're one of those people this world sucks right now for you right like but that might make you go well hold on a minute maybe you need to learn to enjoy your company more yeah what's up with that maybe you need to look at Why you're missing that? What is that fulfilling from the external world that you can fulfill yourself? So I think, again, a lot of people who are very extrovert or who rely on, I know people that just literally get their self-esteem and self-worth from, right, whether it's concerts or outside things. And again, those things can be considered distraction too. So now that you don't have those distractions or those things, what what is there to learn about yourself here? Because that's, you know, it's like admitting it. Okay, I'm in a rut. And then going, what 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 is this rut about? What is it that I'm missing? Oh, I'm missing going to bar a little t- Oh, what does that say? Or oh, maybe I need to cut down my drinking, maybe whatever, there's gonna be a million things there. So I know we're we're kind of all over the place here, but I think this this rut can teach you something about yourself.
1: Yeah, I love what you're saying there about just kind of having to force it. I was just talking to my clients about this yesterday. It sucks, and one bitch. of the One of the ways that I've actually learned this um, kinesthetically is through running and through sprinting specifically. So this morning, I just was doing my sprints and I love sprints. Probably anybody who goes to my gym is probably like, yeah, that girl loves sprints. She's like doing them every single time. (laughs) It's like, girl, think of something else. But I just love them so much because what I learned from sprints is that no one's? It's not going to come from outside of me. I stop waiting for this perfect moment in which you. Okay, I feel energetic today. I'm going to sprint. So, you know, it's like, and this is a lesson in life. Like we wait for this perfect moment, or this outside force, or this, you know, some some perfect time for that thing to happen. When I have learned over and over, most of the time I don't feel like, yeah, sprint day. I'm going to freaking kill it. Nope. Never. The only way I get into that mode is by actually sprinting. sprinting. Right, because it's
0: after the first sprint, you're like, all right. Then the second That's one, right. and then the third one, you're like, I'm right. awesome.
1: Yep, and then now the dopamine's getting released, now you're in flow, now everything's starting to go. But I have to force it on those first ones. I warm up a little bit, of course, like <laughs> the trainer in me is like, warm up. But um, yeah, that like that energy comes from inside of me and that change comes from inside of me. I create the power right? Instead of waiting for the power to just magically come to me. And the other thing too is like, um, when you're talking about like walking past the donuts and it's kind of hard the first time and you don't want to do so much of personal growth is that way. It's like, you know, I'll, I'll be vulnerable for a minute. Like I would say the, the types of guys that I date now after doing a lot of personal work has completely changed from where I was at a few years ago. And it, feels like I don't know, I'm like a visual person. Like it feels like I took like a foundation and just freaking shook it and and like just crushed it and moved it and now I've like elevated up to another level. Yeah and that came from painstaking like habit breaking. Painstaking. Yes. Like Oh, this guy is so hot and cool. And I really think he's, you know, and he, now he's guilt tripping me for like wanting to not date him anymore. And my old habits want to come in and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, are you going to choose the same or are you going to choose different? I'm going to choose different. And now, like, I'm living in a completely different reality in dating, just being real, from doing that. But it was painful. Like, because it's like, oh, it's Saturday. I don't have my kids. I got nothing else going on. Like, that guy's really seemed really hot. So I'll just, like, maybe I'll just go do what he wanted to do. No, I will stay home and do nothing and be by myself and be in silence rather than repeat those old patterns. So walking by donuts is the same way. It's like, at first it can be painstaking yeah, to cutting yourself, off yourself out, out of those old patterns, those old habits, you know, but now like, I don't even like guys like that anymore. I'm like, dude, no, like, hell no. Like, that's like a, that's a, it's a hell no for me now. Whereas, but in that moment, you know, it's hard to make those changes. So I love what you're talking about. This, this power has to come from the inside. Like it's, you know, the getting out of the rut is going to come from you, right? Instead of just waiting for it to end.
0: Yeah, the other uh thing I think is important and you know, a lot of people would probably suggest this, focusing on a project of some kind. So for example, I've got this uh really, really interesting client who during the pandemic was like, Okay, you know what? And like a lot of people are like, I don't know about my job, it's kind of a phone in, I'm bored, I wanna do something else. Like it's it's igniting like different wants and needs in people. So she reached out for coaching because she in her hobby slash side job, she has seen which I won't say what it is, but it's really unique she has found interesting parallels to life and women and what they could learn from her side job, which is very unique. And she feels like she really wants to inspire people. She doesn't know where to start. So I'm like, alright, well, let's get a speech or an article together on this exact topic. Like, let's do it. So much fun, you know. And so here we are. We're coaching. We're, we're working on it. We're You know, she's giving me a draft. We're like, right. This is like really fun shiz, guys. Like, I'm having fun because I love this stuff. And you know, she's having fun. Again, it's really switching up her brain she's had this idea in there for a while awesome. she 's finally taking the the yes. the reins to execute it by getting a little help because she knows she might not really execute it on her own. What a fun thing over yeah. you know four sessions we'll probably have more to kind of like so, so, hey, do you have some project that you want to start? Do you need help with it? Right. That? That's fine. Get coaching any kind of project. I don't care if you're going to knit Seriously. a new scarf for a winner, something to take your attention off of it and direct it into another arena. And then, and, you know, again, this could be reading a book or whatever else, but again, maybe it's like, all right, this sucks, but now's the time I got to really go through everything and do a goodwill bag. Okay. I mean, it could be something dumb and simple like that, but even, even then those situations, you have to force yourself to do that. I know I I have to too. So. Any little steps, they can be free and not cost you anything. Or again, really reaching out for something bigger, like I really want to write this thing or I really want to you know, become this or, or whatever it is, any kind of coaching. Um, Of course we would, but these brain synapses are frying everywhere in this process of us kind of, you know, working on this speech of hers and this slash article, because you could have it as probably either and super, super fun. And this is just, again, someone who is in the pandemic, like probably a lot of you out there, who's like, I really wish I could do that, but I don't know where to start. You can, man. And that in and of itself, you could just see lighten up, just, yeah. The, the lighting up of everybody involved in it, including myself, because it's so, super fun to watch someone kind of like take control of a, a want and a need and a desire and actually be like, let me let me do it. We don't know where it's going to be published, if she'll ever speak. it doesn't matter what's going to happen with it. She's doing it right. anyway. Yeah, that is fire is what I call. Right. That's what I call like, hey, man. Yeah. You, and she forced ignite it because she
1: contacted me to be like, I need yeah. someone. I don't know where to begin.
0: That's yeah. OK. That's awesome. what coaches
1: are for. That's huge that's amazing I love that that lights me up so much because us my clients are doing a lot of that too some of them are starting their own businesses right now and they're yeah. pushing through all these self limiting beliefs and all the the inner critic and all of this but it's still you can even though they're they're dealing with all that that you can see the fire the passion they're like oh my gosh i I know I see that I have something to bring to the world here I have a purpose I have a mission right and who cares if it's successful or not chances are, I honestly, I maybe I'm a positive, you know, overly positive person. I think it is going to work out. I think if so if your intuition, you're deep in your soul, is calling you to do something and you're feeling that and you're taking the courage to like leap out and step out and do it. I do think you're going to be helped with it. You're going to get a prize. Yeah.
0: It's a pro you move. It's going to yeah, be a prize absolutely. no matter what. It's a
1: prize. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if like, there's anything, if you're feeling stuck right now, my question for you is, what does your intuition keep nagging at you with? What does it keep coming up? And th- I have to say this too. It could be something that need- you need to get out of. Right. And I'm not talking like a fear response. Like I hate my job. I'm going to fly to Tahiti. Okay. If you hate your job, like that's that is worthwhile. That is, or maybe you hate your relationship. Like that is worth examining for sure, digging into, I'm not saying like run for, run like the Dickens and just go, go to Tahiti and escape all your problems, but examine it and listen to it. Because that also like getting free from a situation that is really, really holding you down is sometimes necessary before you can get into this place of reaching your next level of potential. And there's a, there's a concept, it's called the sunk cost fallacy. And this is like, concentrating on like what you already invested in something like your time and your money and your effort. You're so locked into that, like that you can't, that you're stuck. You can't get out of it. So you know, that this can happen, especially like with business ventures or relationships, I feel like are the biggest ones. Sometimes it can be even your nutritional habits, you know, maybe like keto or pay, something like worked really well for you, but it's not like you feel like crap, it's not going well anymore and you're just stuck in it. You're like, but I've been like this keto evangelist forever and I have to stay this way or I've been the vegan proponent of the world, you know, I have to stay in this and it's like, mm okay, stay there. Sure. But is, what's your intuition telling you to do? You know, and then if once right, you cause have ego to is listen, digging it the changes. heels in on things like mm-hmm. that,
0: not mm-hmm. your gut, your your mm-hmm. ego is mm-hmm. saying, stay there when your gut's going, I think
1: maybe I need to look into something different. Mm-hmm. And it's scary. I get it. It's scary. It's, you know, I have, I will fully admit, I have a, f- a couple of those things right now, but I'm still like, kind of like, it's like, let it go, let it go, let it go. And I'm like, hmm. I don't know, like for sure, like all the way, let it go. Or like a little bit, let it go. <laughs> right. So it's like, it's coming and I'm, I'm actively working on a couple of things with that right now myself. And I want to so. jump
0: in there on the health thing. Cause obviously I think everyone who knows us, we would say, Hey, if you want to optimize your brain function and your happy chemicals, like, yeah, of course, exercise, diet, and all that stuff. You know, I used to have at one point, even after I had corrected so many things in my body and I had corrected uh, hypothyroidism and stuff like that, I ended up having zero serotonin. Like, this is no right. joke, right? right? Like, so right. if you have zero serotonin, like, you're gonna need to get put on an SSRI if you don't right. correct it naturally. Thank God I was able yep. to connect it, correct it naturally through some supplements and things like that. Cool. But sometimes levels of sadness for prolonged time, which I had had, which probably kind of led to it, can deplete that. So, of course, we would say optimize all that stuff as much as possible. Yeah. yeah, if you've got some disorder or disease going on right now, your brain chemicals might be affected. Absolutely. The other thing, too, though, is that for a lot of the world in the next coming months, it's funk city, man. Winter's coming. Winter's coming. This is when people really get into a funk. So I would say, obviously, I think you and I would, of course focus on, you know, health and all that. But that might be even some red light therapy. Maybe you need to get like a small juve device or something, you know, you need to get some sun. This could really be dumb. Like you need to go outside and just stand with a 10 minute timer on your iPhone in the sun, even if it's 50 degrees, just to like do it. These are things sometimes you have to force yourself to do that seem stupid and boring and they're not fun. But you got to go do it because you need some light, you know. So funk time is coming up for a lot of people in winter. We don't have it as much here where I live because, you know, I live in California. But I remember what that was like. And I remember sinking into a funk almost every time winter was approaching every year. And I get that. So what are you going to do now? Make some plans for this. You Mm -hmm. know, Um, this is a really good time of year from now until, you know, February or so to focus on a project to do because you know you're going to be indoors a lot of the country for most of the you know for most of this time and like this is the time to like do this work get with this stuff Mm -hmm. um yeah let's talk about
1: health for a second yeah Um, because like I I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, listen, if you're low on dopamine and serotonin, like good luck getting out of your funk. Like that's going to be really difficult when you have zero motivation molecules. So how do we ramp those up? So dopamine, I look at dopamine as definitely like confidence, uh, motivation, uh, quick executive functioning, quick decision-making, uh, being in the mood to actually achieve your dreams. If you are low in dopamine, you're not going to be the mood you're not going to be confident you're not going to feel good low dopamine feels like crap that's why our society is so uh dopamine chasing with everything right and this can come from any sort of addiction from being on your phone to maybe over exercising to sex addiction to honestly just like mm, gossiping to anything that gives you this little hit um that you just kind of can't get out of but there's some ways that we can enhance our own dopamine production naturally one is like eating animal proteins, honestly, is a huge way to do it because they're ch- – I, I love animal proteins because they give us not only dopamine but serotonin also. So the precursor, the main precursor, there's several, but we mostly talk about tyrosine for dopamine, um, and that's in animal, animal meats. So eat high quality animals, eat animals in general. Um, and then things like salmon are also really high in tryptophan, which is a precursor for serotonin. So now serotonin, I like to call, um, <laughs> I call it the grandma molecule with my, with my clients, because when I think of serotonin, I think of like this grandma who's like super loving and just loves everyone and is really kind and sees the best in everybody and is really positive and you just love being around her. That's how I see serotonin. So if you want serotonin, um, we need tryptophan that comes in animal proteins. Also carbohydrates can help with that. So if you've been keto a really long time and you're not sleeping and you just kind of hate everybody and you're not feeling very loving, you might want to explore like carbs at night or something like that, right? And serotonin,
0: low serotonin really jacks up appetite. Okay, so like, you can do whatever you think you can do. But if you've got the low serotonin, and you're not dealing with it, and whatever you need to deal with it, it has appetite issues that, you know, again, lead you into yeah. like a food obsession situation. And I remember right. having also those issues at the time. And then when I got my serotonin back up, like, no problem.
1: Right. Because your body was probably like, please, L, please eat the donuts because we need anything we can to make serotonin with. Like, just go get them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Do whatever. And the other thing, too, like, I agree with you. Like, I have too many conversations
0: on a regular basis with my clients that are like, should I stick with IF? You're like, dude, okay, like, let's just say stop, everybody. (laughs) Um, Don't how about just don't do anything consistently forever. All right. Right. You know, uh, your message, keto in and out, metabolic flexibility switch it up, people. Yep, and if you've yep. got like a thyroid disorder they're dealing with, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't suggest IF consistently. I would still right. suggest a little something. And again, I'm a person that hates breakfast. I hate eating before 12 or two o'clock. I hate it. But that doesn't mean that sometimes I don't intentionally consume something. Could be coconut oil, could be collagen and avocado, whatever. But I might a little something in that mm-hmm. window. Okay. You know, You. So, so people need to like kind of get off this strict. Like, I'm a person like does keto because I do keto, or I do IF because this is what I have signed up mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. The rigidity mm-hmm. of that is going to fail. I think oh, for everybody, yeah, yeah. so you've got to be more flexible here. So I would say switch this up, people. Switch it up constantly. You know.
1: Yeah. I love Dr. Pompa. Uh, he says everything works until it doesn't. And I love that, you know, like there's, you know, keto for a time is amazing, uh low carb, but you've got to go with the flow even seasonally. You know, I know a lot of people who are basically carnivore pretty close to it. And then during the summer, they just like eat everything that's in season and they feel amazing. So that's, 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 definitely valid. And I say, listen to your intuition and make sure it's your intuition. Like if your intuition is saying you need Cadbury mini eggs, like that's probably not your intuition. (laughs) But like, if your intuition is like, wow, this like, this was really working for me and I was telling everyone how great it was. But like, I just don't feel good. Like something feels wrong, wrong. Listen to that. I have so many clients where we I honor that with them. You know, I have very a lot of my clients are very intuitive and they'll say, Hey, this is how I'm feeling right now. I'm like, Yeah, let's switch it up. Let's go back into ketosis. Let's see how it feels. Let's switch up the workouts a little bit. Okay. And that and they're like, Oh my gosh, it's amazing. And then it will be like, mm, not feeling it anymore. Okay, let's bring in some carbs. like so I even do that with my clients. Like we honor that as we go. So yes. part of so much and, and, and I can't stress enough while we're talking about health stuff and getting out of ruts. I cannot stress gut health enough right so your gut is where all the magic happens it's everything is created in there and then sent up to your brain and sent through your body so if you're having like major gut issues that's numero uno on your mood and i can't believe how many people don't know this i can't believe it's it is um it, infuriating is probably the best word I have for it. It's infuriating to me that people have major gut issues and they go to the doctor because they're depressed and have anxiety and they just get a freaking pill and nothing gets mentioned. Right, like about, the
0: doctor like, should ask, how are your bowel movements? Like that should be a question right. for everybody. I it's had not- a client once who failed to mention to me or the doctor a very important symptom when they were asked about their bowel movements, they just kind of blew it off and said regular. Well, it turned out that every time they took a bowel movement, they said it looked as though they had chewed salad and spit it out. That is not what every bowel movement should look like. That's kind of a SIBO symptom. And they turned out that they did have SIBO. So they -hmm. suffered for a while because they didn't acknowledge that thing and talk about it to the professional. Now, you go to a gastroenterologist, a gastroenterologist and you are looking for trouble. You're looking for a pill. If you really want to solve gut health, you got to go to functional medicine doctors that understand this stuff. And you know, obviously, you're a big fan of Zach Bush. I interviewed him recently too, uh, which will be out soon. He's great. Um, Anything you can do to improve gut health. Dr. Gary Forsman,
1: who contributed to your book, Dr. Gary Forsman, who is amazing um, in California. He would say too, everything is, you start here, Right, so I just yeah, I just want to get that out there. If you are having a lot of anxiety or depressed like symptoms, that's chemicals, right? That's neurotransmitters, and they're made in your gut. And almost all of your serotonin is made in your gut. So serotonin is wildly related to both anxiety and depression. Um, also, Definitely. GABA is made in your gut. GABA is like the brakes on your brain. So if you have racing thoughts all the time, you may not have good GABA. If you have gut issues, you you don't you, like you don't. Right. <laughs> it's like I've had, I've done this so many times with clients. It's like it's just as soon as they tell me they have hypothyroidism or anxiety or depression, and I'm like, so how bad is your gut? Like, it's like, so what's going on with your gut? It's like, I don't even have to ask. I just know. And so I just want to get that out there is let's let's focus on the easiest way, in my opinion, from what I've seen in my experience to work with gut issues is to stop putting in the things that are inflaming the gut in the first place. You have to do some self-experimentation. Of course, you can do testing, but also like you kind of know, you kind of know when you eat certain things and it makes you go crazy. So like you really got to have some self-love there and say, and like put your brain in your gut. Like imagine you can see it, you know, imagine you can look in there and you're going to just stick that in there and be like, wow, that's really mean. (laughs) I'm not going to do that to you. So, so think about that, right? So the first step is don't put the things in there that are messing it up and doing things, maybe a stent of carnivore. If you have really severe gut issues, just to give it a break and allow some time for it to heal. Cause a lot of times it is the lectins and the FODMAPs and the plant fibers that are just like too much for you to handle for that. And of course that's not everyone, but it has been effective for a lot of my clients is just go through a little break, you know, and then l- allow time for your gut lining to heal and regenerate. Um, I always say it's like Seal if I, heal. right, if I had, I tell my clients this all the time, if I had, Road rash on my forearm, like I just like completely ripped my skin off, and I kept pouring vinegar on it, just vinegar vinegar that would hurt really bad, <laughs> right, and it would prevent healing, right, so not only would I have it would aggravate it, but it would prevent the healing. Now let's say I stopped pouring vinegar on it for a little bit and allowed it to heal. And I pour vinegar on my arm. That's completely healed. It's not going to bother me. And that's how I look at the gut. It's like, give it a second, give it a minute to heal. And then it might be able to handle some of these things again. But like right now you've got an irritated gut lining that's already struggling and you keep just hammering it, hammering, hammering it. So self-love to me is hey, I'm not going to do that to you anymore. I'm going to go without the freaking ice cream for a minute or the gluten or whatever it is so you can heal. And then let's start slowly reintroducing those things and see where we're at. So anyway, Elle's advice to find a functional medicine doctor or someone who specializes in gut health is what I recommend. But I just want to get the awareness out there. If you're really struggling emotionally and your gut health is not good, that is definitely the place that I would start looking at from a health perspective.
0: Yeah, and a resource on that is uh, Dr. Polmutter's Grain Brain. And Brain yeah. Maker. Those are yeah. two great books that discuss all of these connections in detail between the, the brain and the gut. And those are worthwhile and you'll really see like what you're doing to yourself. Uh, the other thing, and you know, we're jumping around here, some other tips on like getting out of a rut. And again, you know, we would say, yes, go to gratitude lists or <clears throat> you know, go listen to affirmation or meditation, of course. But sometimes it's also just like reminiscing about good times in the past. How how soon do we all forget? Some of these moments, you know, <clears throat> maybe last year you went on a trip that was amazing and wonderful, or maybe it was 10 years ago. Maybe your best moment in life is your college graduation and the party. Doesn't matter, but reminiscing. And we so forget our mercies and our past wins. We're so quick to move on. <clears throat> it is a level of gratitude to be there to reminisce, but that in and of itself. And the other thing too is thinking about in your life all of the people that have loved you before all the people that love you now, you know, um, having these moments, uh, again, that can really ignite a good feeling. Yes, looking at doggy videos and things like that can spark it. But I think when you go through the roster of like remembering good times in your life, that, that, that can really generate some positivity. Um, And then also, I suggest also, what about a bucket list? Like start goals or whatever you call a bucket list. Start looking at like all the things, you know, start listing things you want to do. Start researching and like, all right, well, what would that look like? Or where would I stay there? Just switching up your brain kind of in the forward motion of your goals, even if it's a little daydreaming, pretending, that's okay. But that can be a fun exercise than just sitting there and and going around in your head. And like you said, kind of stagnant, limbo, you're not really going to get anywhere. And these are things that you could do for free.
1: Yeah. I love that. And there's a few other things that pop in my mind when you mention that one is, um, it's kind of actually the flip side. It it sounds kind of mean, or it sounds like the dark side of like reminiscing, but one, one piece of advice I have is to embrace regret when appropriate. And so what I mean by that is let's say like, you're not proud of how you did something. Okay. Let's say like, maybe you, um, you you really botched a, an interview or something, a job interview, because you just weren't prepared for it. You didn't put any effort into it or who knows, whatever, what you, something you said, you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. Like whatever. In some ways it, it can be very helpful in growth and getting out of ruts instead of being like, well, We go two ways. We either go beat myself up and just stay there and that's it. And just feel stupid and embarrassed and then stop thinking about it. Or we go the other realm of like, well, it could have been worse. I did my best. And it's like, mm, okay, how about this? Let's take a look at it and say, okay, I don't like the way that went. What can I learn from it? And what can I do differently? Right. And now we're in this proactive space again of like, OK, like I think, yeah, obviously, like next time I need to be a little more prepared. So what's like one thing I could say when people ask me that question of like what my strengths are, or what my weaknesses are, like, let me actually get that ready. And now we're building self-esteem again because we're getting into this proactive learning and growth um, instead of just like either going into the rut of I hate myself, beat myself up, or like, oh, it's okay. It could have been worse, like whatever, avoiding it. The other thing too is-
0: I actually have a note on that. Uh, I had a story. I just wanted to highlight that. So I have a friend recently who had a a series of job interviews uh, for a position and like over a couple of weeks, it was taking a while, like met with everything because it was a startup company. So they met with everybody and they they were really interested in this. You know, they were being open minded about it. And uh, they ended up doing a presentation as one of their last things. They were asked to do a presentation and they basically gave this amazing I mean they blew everyone out of the water Uh, in fact my friend was probably a little bit too high level for what they actually needed in the end and he didn't get the job and he had a moment of regret thinking like uh, did I waste my time and I did too much I gave them basically like what I thought was their business plan now I just gave them a free business plan and there was a lot of regret you feel rejected so then you're like damn and I gave you that like there's the stuff that goes in your mind and it's all totally. like nobody was nasty to anybody it's all totally. you know on the up and up and yeah. we had we talked through that and I was like well hold on a minute like I wouldn't regret giving them like first of all nothing was proprietary that you shared you gave them your best advice if anything that's great you went above and beyond like right. you showed them what it was like like where's the pot so we went and dipped into again what are the positive aspects of that not oh see I told you so I shouldn't have done so much work on that because it was overboard or I gave them all of this information and now they're not gonna hire me and they might take in and use it yeah but it's not proprietary and why not you just help them out you know a couple years down the Road, they might be like, that guy's genius and recommend you for another job. You don't know where it's going to go. But there was that nugget in there of again like kind of regretting maybe some of the process or damn it because they actually didn't get the job and honestly it was because they were over, way over qualified for it the company like ended up just promoting someone internally and they didn't need all that much that my friend could offer um yeah. even though he knew that we still yeah. have this ego moment right and so we went to the negative and we we brought it right back around so again like you said you're just gonna have to you know I love the idea of looking at scenarios in the past that you regret, the way that you handled them, because if you don't, what you're doing is you're flying to Tahiti emotionally.
1: Right. And I think it's
0: important to go back and revisit that. And and again, like, what could I do differently? If I'm going to have that conversation again, how would it go? Have the conversation in your head. It could even flow out a general different vibration
1: between you and that person you don't know. And I think the key question there that's popping in my mind right now is the, from the four agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz's principle of always do your best. And what I'm hearing from your friend there is he did his best. He, that's brought, right. it. he brought his a game that's and right. that's all that matters. Did he do his best there? Absolutely. Yes, 100%. he did. Now let's say it was the flip side and he was like, didn't even plan for it. He just showed up 15 minutes late and he was like, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like, okay, did he do his best? No, he did not. So that's okay to like examine that and be like, how can I do a little better? He didn't need to, he was that was unnecessary regret in my opinion. Sure. So the question that I, it comes back to as the measuring stick, I think is, did you do your best? That's cool. Right. Move on. Let's that's go. Exactly. Um, if you did
0: your best, you did and, and you know, sorry, continue on.
1: Oh, I was going to say just on this, uh, same, same realm of like getting out of the ruts and, and, and dissecting it, um, is, I constantly, you know, I'm a fan of law of attraction. We've talked about that here, but I, I find myself a little bit of a law of attraction rebel. Cause I find myself like, I love law of attraction and I totally believe in it, but I'm also like, yeah, but let's break this crap down. <laughs> so of you're gonna, because I think part of it is cause I've seen so many people that are like this amazing thing is just going to happen, but they feel powerless. And so It's believe fully that the amazing thing is going to happen. But I also like to break things down into attainable. And um, one one example of this, I was just telling my clients about this last night. It's like, let's say you're starting a business and by December 2021, you want to make a million dollars. Okay, that's your goal. I'm going to my top line revenue is going to be a million dollars by December 2021. Okay, so if that's where you end and that's it, that's actually going to become a stress to you. I truly be like it's like a, it's a pressure. It's like, I don't know how, what to do or how it's going to happen. But like, I got to make that goal. Cause I made this big, my dreams got to be so big. They're laughable. And I got to So <laughs> go A to Z, go beyond Z, right? Go all the way, make your dreams really big. But now let's, let's reverse engineer that and go A to B and B to C and C to D. And that's when you start getting, you're like, okay, so in order to, I'm going to have to make $12,000 a week starting on this date to actually that. And then you might adjust your goal. You might be like, you know what? I don't know if I'm really gonna get $12,000 a week or whatever it is by January. So, okay, hold on. Let's maybe make that $200,000. Okay, Well,
0: you know what you're doing there? What you're doing there is, (laughs) and this is cleaning up the law of attraction thing that you're talking about. Here's the difference. The belief of a million dollars by December, 2021, that doesn't feel right to a lot of people. It's not believable. Law of attraction will correspond to your belief. So make it believable. Totally. Start totally. off with what's believable. Maybe, maybe you undervalue yourself. You, go, you know, I just, I, I, 20 grand, I, I can see 20,000. But okay, you might actually make 50. That's okay. But that's the problem with uh, where people get tripped up with the law of attraction. Yes, uh, attainable, whatever, you can do that. But in your mind, if you don't believe that that could happen, then it won't. So you do have to adjust the goal. Yep. to something believable. Beautiful. I did this first when I first manifested a, a ton of money instead of going for like, I, I literally in my head, I think I've said it before, I was like, all right, I think if I got like a soap opera job, probably I could probably, that would probably pay me 200. I had to go for what I thought could be believable and known, right. even right. though I believe in the unknown and it came in the unknown way and was just that amount of money. And then I was like, damn, what if I had shot higher? But here's <laughs> the thing, that was believable for me at yep. the time. So ah, love it. it's whatever's so believable for you. You know, with Jack Canfield, what he did you know and again this is just so so again you, like you said you might need to break it down because if that ultimate goal starts to become like yeah but I don't think I can get there then you don't believe it right and you won't right, right. so a, a law yeah. of attraction you have to allow for adjustments in belief and you might need to tweak that even if you start off big yeah
1: yeah, well said. And I, to me, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm a goal-oriented person. I've always been that way. But like, there's nothing that will get me out of a rut quicker than to have some sort of goal that I'm working towards, yep. right? That is so exciting. Like, just pick something, anything. It can be anything. Just I'm going to learn French. You know. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Right, pick a freaking goal and work towards it. It's like all of a sudden, especially if that if that goal is doing something good for other people, I find now you have this double whammy of, I'm doing something awesome for me and other people. And it's like, you just go level 10 billion. So that honestly on a very, very Yeah, going very and volunteering, being outside of yourself, <laughs> yeah.
0: contribution, that can right. actually really, really, again, just feel good hormones and, and, and kind of inspire you and get you again and switching up your brain, new experiences. Um, The other thing I would say too, and this is kind of like a Byron Katie thing too, is when we suffer, it's usually because we are in God's business or someone Mm -hmm. else's business, (laughs) okay? So when you're in a funk, ask yourself, Am I judging a bunch of people for their BS? Am I judging people? Because usually you'll see that in your mind, you're sitting there judging how someone's operating in their life. Could be a friend. You don't like the way they're handling their divorce. You don't like the way they're doing this. You think they should do that with their health. Whatever it is, you're in someone else's business or God's business. So you know what I mean? It's like you got back to your own. Because when we are out there, that's when we get into funks, we start to point and we start to judge and so totally, again like, yeah. that's an assessment that has to be made are you in other people's business or god's business it's not yours get out it's gonna help mm-hmm. and i think with this is about uh, this goes to what i always say which is stop want- watching reality shows where people are arguing with each other cut out the negative stuff if you're in a rut man this is not the time to be watching psychological thrillers it just isn't it just right. isn't, you know. I yep. mean I I binge watched a drama recently and I don't usually watch dramas and it wasn't like a horrific, horrible, like, you know, drama, but it was just a drama. And um I I noticed my mood kinda flatlining in a limbo kind of, you know, and and, and while it was interesting and enjoyable, I was like, okay, that Mm -hmm. kind of show, not before bed. Not that I had nightmares, Mm -hmm. but again, it puts Mm -hmm. you in a mode and a feeling and a vibe. This is what these things are meant to do to you because Mm -hmm. they are expert filmmakers and actors, and this is how it works, right? And so... Start to again flood your subconscious with things that are happy and positive. I don't care if you watch the Hallmark Channel all day long, listening to watching fairy tales. At least it's happy, it's good vibes. Everyone's treating each other nicely. Like whatever you have to do to expose yourself to that, is mm-hmm. better. And then again, canceling thoughts about judgment about other people. It happens. We all do it. You got to cancel mm-hmm. it. I'm in her yep. business. I'm just right. The more you're pointing the finger and judging over here, man, it's just going to backfire
1: right into your soul. You're not yep. going to get out of the funk. Yep. Well said. All right. I think we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Is there anything else you wanted to add for people who might be in a funk right now?
0: Uh, I think we've already talked about like forcing yourself even to like maybe drive to another neighborhood. You've never been to switch it up, switch around the environment, even if it's only a drive or picking a place on the map that's close by and going, I've never been to that town, something different, new, just something new stimulation. Um, And then, yeah, I would just say, you know, I love the idea of starting a project or having a goal, whether it's cleaning your house or writing a speech or doing something towards your dreams, getting a coach to help you. These are Mm -hmm. these. This this could be a really fun time, you know, and uh, this funk, this funk, this universal funk is going to be for a while. Right. We're we're not Mm -hmm. out of the woods on any of this stuff yet. And Mm -hmm. so what are you going to do?
1: Yeah, that's all amazing. And I think the last thing that I'm feeling compelled to share is get out in nature. Um, stop running from your thoughts. So, so so it's really tempting when you don't like your thoughts to want to occupy your brain with something else. And this is how you wind up like watching TV till the minute you drift off to sleep or listening to something on YouTube or anything to not have to process your own thoughts, especially at night can be a really difficult time for people because now your, your mm, energy to deal with those things is at an all time low. Um, And so maybe before that, you know, or in the evening or anytime during the day, make up, make it a priority to go walk. It can even just be through your neighborhood. Um, If you have somewhere close that even a local park that has like trees and just feels a little bit more connected to nature go, don't bring your headphones, don't listen to anything, just allow yourself to think and process all of those things. Um, I always call like the thoughts that we're not processing, I'm going to call them the angry toddler behind the baby gate. It's like, just listen to me, just listen to me. It's like not going to freaking go away or stop until you listen, you know, and it might just be a simple thing. It just needs to be heard. Those thoughts just need to be heard and felt and processed. And I'm telling you, you will come up with your own solutions. Like, yes, coaches are amazing. And I have two that I go to regularly, you know, every single week. So I use coaches because I can't see my own blind spots. But there's so much that also comes to me intuitively when I allow it. And I just have to, it's almost like having a phone call with your sister or your mom. It's like you're having that with yourself where you are now getting your feelings out and allowing yourself to process it. And you'll feel so much better when you're done. So really encourage you if you're running from your thoughts and constantly filling your mind with noise please allow yourself some silence during the day preferably in nature to to process those things and you'll start to find your own solutions
0: i got another Um, one i want to throw in here real quick which is yeah i don't know if you feel this way but this is the way i feel sometimes when i hear songs from when i was a teenager or early 20s i get totally inspired because it kind of brings me back to that like Oh, everything's possible in life and all my dreams are ahead totally. of you. And you can kind of attach a song to a dream you might have had back then or something cool. like that. Like for yeah. example, uh, I forget. What's your song? Well, you know, I mean, it's kind of like any 80s songs. I mean, some of them are so <laughs> different. It could be like Thompson Twins or it could be like Tiffany, like I think we're alone <laughs> now. It could be like any kind of song All from, of you know, the 80s. But I remember there are some songs that kind of ignite and trigger a time when I really wanted to be like an actor. And yeah. so and, I, and like I have since done that. And so yeah. the nostalgic of that, but even if you haven't cool. accomplished things from the past for And then again, this is a forced thing, because when you're in a funk, music's not fun. It's just not... You don't even want... You don't want to go to anything that's going to... You're just like, you <laughs> pooing everything. So I would say, maybe you need to force yourself to go back to some nostalgic playlist of of a time when you were young and felt like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's never too late. But also, I don't know, sometimes the nostalgia of those things can reignite certain feelings that, again, yeah. put me in a certain mood. And sometimes Love I it. force a dance party, you know, with myself just to be like, I need to get yeah. out of this, whatever. I'm going to rev yeah. it up. But, you know, so, so music too obviously very healing and what you said about navigating emotions i mean if you're running away then you're not navigating them in a way that enables you to heal past grievances right like that's mm-hmm. one of the important ways of because you just ignore it you're shuffling under the rug possibly something else they're lingering so this is the time to acknowledge them yeah for sure
1: yeah, that's so so awesome. Guys, I hope this has been helpful to you. We love to hear your thoughts. We some of you have been messaging us um and letting us know your feedback or experiences that you've had based off some of the podcast. So please, we'd love to hear that. Um, if you guys have other topics that you want us to do, please let us know. We love obviously talking about anything mindset, health, um, anything that's coming from the inside that can help optimize our lives because we all want to live these kick ass lives, right? So if you guys have topics you'd love to hear us dive into, please let us know. Um and yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys in the next episode.